and here with today's topic is Charles. What's up, Trash Pandas? It is ADD, and again, I get pushed to the end of the night. I don't know why this is becoming tradition, but it is. So, uh, hey, so I was thinking earlier today of stories and different things, actually earlier this week, of looking back on your life. Uh, I can remember when I realized I could really make people laugh. Uh, I will talk about that here in a few minutes. So my topic, though, is I thought I'd throw it to the guys. Do you remember the moment you were new, you knew you were good at, and I put a blank? And it's like, you know, fill in the blank for entertainer, improv, uh, apple picker, whatever you want to put in that blank, you put in the blank. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry you're sad, Phil. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Uh, because he's not that good an apple picker. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, so, when I be... realized I could mask my depression with a mask, <laughs> you know, I, I think I was about 17 or 18. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I stepped yeah. on your line. But the, uh, uh, I was remembering back uh, when I was a teenager and. I don't know if this is a, a common thing in people. It doesn't really happen in my house here. But growing up, especially when my mom would get around uh, her sister or her sister-in-law or whatever, when the family would come visit, they would have laughing fits. Like something would happen, it would set them off, and, and they were broken for like an hour. Just couldn't stop laughing. And one night, I was with my cousins, and, and my mom was driving, my aunt was there, whatever, and something happened. And I made a joke, and it just broke them. They just started having their laughing fit. And as it started dying down, I just started throwing out one-liners and bullshit. And I can look back and go, no, that was the moment I really realized if you could recognize a moment, you can play the moment. Now, granted, it was shooting fish in a barrel because they were fucking having a laughing fit anyway. I just kept it going. But that's kind of the idea of, you know, I could give a couple of stories of when I knew I could work a room, those kind of things. But, you know, Tony, I know you like to do some stand-up. You've been an entertainer. Phil, you've been a musician, you've been a hockey fighter, you've been whatever. Yo, Mike, you shill great for Barrett's Coffee, man. It makes me want to go to Barrett's right now. But no, we all do things in life, not necessarily entertaining, but when did you realize you were good at fill-in-the-blank? Bartlett's. Bartlett's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, really, legally, we really we're not work. allowed to say the name on the air anymore. <laughs> uh, the C&D did come through, Charles, uh, just as a heads up. Okay. The Warner Brothers said that down too. We yeah. really do have to work on these sponsorships. Yeah, I um, between us crapping on on Bartlett's and uh, me naming a bunch of companies, corporations I didn't like earlier today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should, we we're not making any money, so I, I guess I'll get started. So for me, um, I've always been kind of a loudmouth, smart aleck uh, in school in the classrooms. I could always say some smart aleck thing and people would laugh. Um, but I, I knew for for certain, uh, probably in high school where we did, we had to do some presentations for like a, a book or a story or something that we read. Mm -hmm. And me and my buddies would always do like skits and songs and we were, we were like extra. We were extra in 95. Yeah. And so... We were like, can we do a, a music video? And they're like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and so we would do these like off the wall music videos and and skits and sketches and things that just really people really liked. Um, so yeah, we were like, oh, all right, I think uh, maybe maybe we're on to something here. So it was then. Yeah, that's that reminds me. About. In tenth grade, we wrote a ska song for the book Platoon. 
<laughs> wait, wait, what? Hold on, go on. So uh, we didn't want to do the book report, obviously, uh, but the teacher was like, "Well, you have to present something as a group." Uh, and we had we had a a guitar player, we had a keyboard player, and a French horn player, and I played the drums. Okay. And so we were like, "What if we just did a song?" And the French horn player goes, uh, "I can play trombone too." And so we like wrote a ska song in 40 minutes about the Vietnam War era wow. book platoon. That's 30 uh, minutes normal, uh, longer than a normal ska song is written in, <laughs> son. And so we went out and just, we wrote this song in like during half a class period and then came back and played it and got A's. Uh, and so that's when I realized that I was really good at like breaking the rules like in a, <laughs> in a way that like everyone was like, oh, oh you know, healthy okay. people call that thinking outside the box. <laughs> there, Mike. I just in my head, I'm like, all right, yeah. So we uh, we read Platoon as a story about Vietnam. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Nicholas made of earrings. Landmines. Yeah. No. Like it, it was not great. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Steve is down. Pick him up. Pick him up. Pick him up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. What you, Phil? Well, there's a couple things, right? Um, oh boy. I was I was always a smartass from a very young age. I think it was about the age of like eight to ten, where every time my father said something, I had a quick-witted response. Uh, very disrespectfully, and it was it wasn't until like a, one of those stupid uh, nope one of those family reunions of all the Keatings got together. Uh, my uncle said, "Yeah, but he's quick. He is quick. He had a good response." <laughs> and my father was like, "He is quick. He is quick." So uh, I realized that I could come up with. Uh, a yes and or a shitty fucking uh, comeback or or my snappiness at a very, very fucking young age. Too young. And that's why I'm worried about that motherfucker because he's already showing signs of being like, yeah, but. And I was just like, you're four. And I've already lived through all of it. So get the fuck in your room, dude. So, uh, Phil, you probably got two or three more years max. Yeah, no, I'm going to die before then. I appreciate it, Tony. But um, <laughs> but the real thing that I've realized pretty early on is that I think it was about ninth or 10th grade, I convinced people to pay me uh, for a skate video that I made in high school. Phil, so quick like, time out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we're being raided by Two Dorks TV. Thanks for the raid, Two Dorks. So I realized at a very young age that I am a con man and I can get <laughs> idiots to give me their money for subpar content. Now, look, that was very early on, but that stuck with me through my entire life. You know, there was always a lull where I wasn't creating, but then I started podcasting and I realized I have had all this back work of selling these goddamn skate videos to idiots in high school. I need a copy. I, I can con people and make money off idiots on the internet. Like, oh my God. So like I had this realization 
very early on that I can trick people into thinking I know what I'm doing as I'm pouring the snake oil down their throat and they hand me their cash. Thanks for the raid, two dorks. <laughs> Wait, hold on, man. What? You you just had a skate video just sitting next to you? Uh, well, yeah, because yeah, no, no, no. if, if he gets enough patrons, uh, he'll release it. Uh, yeah, Patreon.com Patreon. slash botch podcast. Thug shit, Nation? You, you get shit oh. like this. Boy. If it's not autographed, I don't want it. Holy. Bitch, you know that I autographed every goddamn single one that I sold, which was 50 at $10 a mark. I made $500 and split it with nobody. Nice. I got so much weed. Not good weed, but $500 of worth yeah. of weed. Yeah. I just imagine like Starwipe, Phil Keating skate video. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Pick it up. Pick it up. You're not wrong, but there was a lot more roots. And death cap for cutie. I want to get that and just redub it with bubblegum pop from the 80s and 90s over it. You know, you get a little Britney bitch and you get a little, uh, uh, who was the mall entertainer? Uh, Tiffany? Tiffany? Tiffany. Tiffany Gibson? Yeah, you get Tiffany yeah. Gibson over him skating. And that would be No, but, but, awesome. but that was the thing, right? Are you talking about Robin Sparkles? Are you thinking Robin Sparkles? <laughs> We, we and so like hanging out with these the 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 group that I did in high school like we sat up uh, we set up situations and and filmed them you know we had an idea but never a a script or a concept so like we would just improv our way through these really weird situations and people enjoyed them and uh, I enjoyed doing it a lot right uh, all through college. Uh, for the the year and a half I was there, it was it was a lot of fun, but then you know there was a giant lull in my life, where I wasn't creating anything, I wasn't doing anything, I wasn't playing music, I wasn't doing any kind of content, and so like when when I had the idea to start a podcast came back into my life, I was like, it just fit right because with with botched. We were already doing what we were doing. We were fucking around the table and, and just having fun and riffing off each other. And so, like, the next step was, like, we can do this and make this into a show and, and just have fun. I'm enjoying my time here, and I know if I'm enjoying it, other people are going to enjoy it. So it was around that high yeah. school age where it's, like, I'm coming into my, my sense of comedy, right? I have my, my Mel Brooks and my Monty Pythons and my kids in the hall and the state, you know, they're all hitting me all at once. And like, though we're doing, we're, we're trying to not do bits off of that show, but we're also grabbing from inspiration of, of that. And Mr. Show, right? Mr. Show was the dopest. It was so absurd. It was almost so niche and and weird it was kind of like the late 90s early 2000s monty python for me right it, it was mind-blowing that they were getting away with the stupid shit so we did stupid shit yeah you know to 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 not mimic but grab inspiration off of them in high school and it was so much fun and so when that, that opportunity to start podcasting and start streaming again, to have it come back so quickly and so, so fucking fluent, uh, 
And like, yeah, that first maybe five to 20 episodes in front of a microphone is weird. But once you look past the microphone and you're looking at the person in front of you and not really worrying about what's going into the mic is when is when real things, you know, when people stop acting and start getting <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's real that's when reference. things start to really pop. Yeah. So, Phil, do you have a pager? No, that's another real world thing. <laughs> um so it was kind, Why, kind of are you similar to pick up some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> do you sell drugs? <laughs> um I, it was kind of the same thing with Phil. So I, I that that high school story is when I was like, "Oh, maybe maybe I'm onto something here." And then uh while I was in undergrad, I did a whole lot of nothing. Uh, just work in school, and yes, bread uh, two two eight seven in chat throws up mighty boosh. I got on mighty boosh a little later than I should have, but yeah, also dope. Way better yeah. than just um the one character that everyone. Oh, Greg. All Greg. That all Greg's great, but there's so much more than Jen. All Greg. Um, but I was For in school. For me, that so show I was oh. For me, that's oh, yeah, no. and Ollie, and I know we've talked about it. Uh, also, also popping fresh, like, yes. Yeah. Um, Crescent fresh, God and, damn it, Tony. He's old. Come on, it's late. <laughs> so you I got to pee. And so um, I, I took a break. I didn't do anything. And then once I had some free time again, and I was out of school, I started doing uh, open mics that allowed anything. And so. You know, we got to just do crazy stuff and crazy skits and bits. Then that led to the pot that was supposed to turn into a YouTube show, but turned into the podcast. And the rest is really history. Um, just been grinding since and always trying to do stuff. That That's awesome. Now, Mike, you have Phil. And real quick, real quick, real quick. I, I want to point out an old uh, comment from Bread, Kevin Smith, right? Kevin Smith was a huge fucking influence on me, you know. To have this black and whites, clerks, mall rats kind of fucking feel like as soon as I found Kevin Smith, everything in my life fucking fell into like perspective. Like, yeah, I don't have money to do what I want to do, but I got a vision, right? And 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 as time has gone on, right? If you would have told me. Uh, in 2000, in 2000, that Kevin Smith would read the intro to my podcast, I would have beaten you in the throat with a hockey skate because I didn't think that was real. That seems over the top. That's, That's a weird, yeah, yeah, for some like, hey, I believe in you, Phil, and I think one day <laughs> really Kevin Smith is going to read your thing. No, but and like, you would just, it, it would never huh. be possible on my list. And now, you know, looking back on it, you know, two years after it's happened, it's been like, I mean, it's still fucking dope. But like young Philip would be like, yeah, fuck off, man. He's this hot shot in New Jersey. <laughs> He's never going to do anything with hot me. You know who my I also loved Kevin Smith. But for me, it was Robert Rodriguez was another because I was in a, I also went through a film phase. And he was the one that, again, much like Kevin Smith, had no money, did stuff low budget, you know, with his friends and whatnot. Um, he was the closest thing to ethnic. So we went with Robert Rodriguez. Uh, but, yeah, he, you know, I took made something from nothing, you know, so did some some uh, drug trial test uh, to get money for his movies. And I don't know. It was inspiring. Uh <laughs> I'll come back to it, but Mike. 
Since I, I, yeah. out, of the, out of everybody here, I think I know you the least. You, sure. What I know about you is you believe in people. You you always like, hey, this is great. And you're, you do not hesitate to say what you like about things. And if you want to fix, you correct something, you do it very nicely. And then at the same time, you really know how to read a bit in the room and nail it. I mean, that's one reason. I mean, Phil and I, when we had you on uh, breaking the panel, and I mean, halfway through some of those recordings, I was like, this guy, fuck, man. I mean, like, <laughs> I lean into a bit, not you know, knowing you're the guest, thinking it's going to fly over your head, and Phil's going to pick it up, and you just picked it up and went with it, and, and it was great. So when did you know? I'm, I'm sorry, what did he do? Picked it up, picked it up, picked it up. Yeah, but when No, but 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 seriously, not to God damn it, not to suck your dick, Mike, but like they're on that episode, man. You should sit back down, man. Your back's not great. Um Charles was hitting me up like Yo, and I was like, I told you, and he's like, Yo. So, because so we didn't did have know? a lot of guests on breaking the panel that could just jump in cold sure. and just run and yeah, just sprint. Uh, so part of it for me is like, uh, I have, whoa, <laughs> Brett, what's up? Uh, Brett says, like why the... you look like Ryan Reynolds? We need a ride on this show. Get over here. Fucking Brett, uh, get out of here. No, he doesn't. No, no offense, Let's put this back up just for a minute. Uh, let me just, uh, just bask in the glory. marinate in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just. Uh, but no, yeah, honestly, after after he went through the mutations on fucking Deadpool, maybe. Yeah. Like, oh, you mean with the baby legs? Is it the yeah. baby legs? Yeah. Well, that's the baby legs bears everywhere. That's why he's been working at home because of the fucking court orders. Yeah. It's just so much easier this way. But uh, like, I think for me. I I have always loved acting. Uh, I, from very, very little, one of the first things that I remember doing as a group project is my buddy Matt and I wrote an X-Men play uh, for extra credit in like third grade where I got to be Gambit and I was so excited. Uh, and like, we we didn't bother learning the lines because we knew the characters. And so we knew when we got up on stage for like our extra credit project, we would just be them and do it. Uh, and that, that like that motivation of like, okay, uh, the lights are on and you are doing your thing now and good luck uh, is like, so right in my wheelhouse that like, uh, I understand where the, like what this what the relationship is that I have with the people that I'm that I'm working with. I understand uh, what the what the motivation that that character needs to have in that moment, and I just respond to the shit open and ready. And for me, like that's all yeah. it's ever been. Uh, and so like there's there's always been this moment of like oh, it's like a almost non. Like, I don't think about it. I just know that that's what the moment calls for. I, I understand that. That's I a really natural do because, talent, man. That's crazy good. Because yeah, but, there's, there's, been, there's been moments in episodes. <laughs> I don't, so, I sorry, Phil, to interrupt you, but uh, I just, I, I don't see it. 
There you go. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing it. Type no in offense. Fat Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, type in. Type oh, in the version. Body oh come on. <laughs> no, no, no. From Just Married, um, or that that movie he did. Uh, anyway, no, but I understand what you're saying, Mike, because there's been moments where <clears throat> I can feel that my show is missing something, right? And sure. I have to, I have to evolve my character into filling that role, right? Mm-hmm. If if there's two, if there's three straight men, and nobody, somebody's got to have the bad idea. Somebody has to have the bad idea, and to be the one that's holding the dynamite, right? Right. And that's kind of what season five of Botch has turned into, has been like. I don't want to craft my character this way, but I know that somebody needs to be the one that holds the dynamite and to kind of be the wild card. Is yeah. is every character that I play the wild card? Not always, but it's also hard as a troop because I mean that's what botched is. It's it's a comedy troop to 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 kind I mean, of find it's a, a troop. role. To, to, to find a role that you... It's something. To, to find a, a trope. A, <laughs> to, to, it's a, a find, Boy Scout uh, troop. To find a role that you fit into and just play your role, right? A critical role. Yeah. Even. Uh, <laughs> the two DD guys got their feelings hurt. <laughs> Fuck them, not Chris. No, Let's cool. move on. Uh, uh, honestly, though, like, uh, I realized I was good at it, though. When I started taking improv lessons uh, in Austin, we have an improv theater called Cold Town that like has produced some of the funniest fucking people in this town. And I started taking classes there and realized that like this isn't a thing that everyone has. Right. Um, like you were saying, Charles, it it is a thing that either comes very naturally to someone or they got to fucking work hard to get there. And so like. Or, or they just don't do it, right? Like those yeah. are the three yeah, options yeah. that you've got. Like either, and so like John. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, uh, but so like being in class and like listening to comedians that I like respect the shit out of, and like every move they make is gold, and seeing them teach these things that it like felt like such. Well, yeah, isn't that like? Isn't that just doing bits like to me, like, oh, maybe maybe I've got something different around that than other people might. Right. Uh, And like, I don't know that that to me is when I knew is when like, oh, people like need to be taught this. I've gone to I've gone to stand up classes. Shut up, Phil. I'm talking. (laughs) And uh, I was going to ask you a question, Tony, but all right crap um <laughs> I, I i missed it it was my time to shine but uh uh, Phil, uh mike to your point we're the same i've person, gone it doesn't matter I, dude yeah. i told you i don't keep up um i've gone to like stand-up classes and things and you would stand-up comedy classes and it dawned on me then i saw people that literally started from scratch like i don't think they've told a joke in their life and they're like oh i want to learn about this and you're like how do you get to this point if you weren't already you know a knucklehead entertainer um and so i can imagine the same people 
Uh, you guys are killing me with these names. I can't. Just screw all y'all. Um, I would imagine the same people go to those, you know, go to those uh, improv classes that literally yeah. have never done anything. And that's not a knock, but no. they're starting from a totally different, a different place. Uh, Mike Phillip, you had a question for me? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Good. Uh, All right, folks. Good night. Uh, it's been a great so, show. To, to hey, point, though, no, 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 no. Seriously. To Brett's seriously. point, real quick, uh, it, it there, that is the first step for a lot of people, right, Tony? And like, if that's not something that's natural for you, all it takes is the interest to try to learn it, right? Uh, Most for definitely. Me, for me, it it was just it was something intrinsic to who I am that like filling in this gap of like, oh, here's. Everybody needs a setup man because everybody wants to deliver the punchline, right? And that's the way that's the way that I find my or that's the place that I find myself in so much is like I've, Mike, I'm gonna put in, you know, fifteen assists, but I'm gonna score two buckets. Like maybe it's, Mike, we're it, we're utilities men. Yeah. We can fit in any fucking situation. It's it's all about the the W, getting the win for the troop, the group, the show, whatever it is. Uh real fast. Do you ever do you um do you remember when you realized oh not everyone else is a smartass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my I had that revelation one day. I like... was fourth grade. Uh, <laughs> I I had a box of you remember the Marvel trading cards, uh, where the front would have like a dope ass picture of Spider Man and on the back would have all his like stats mm -hmm. on like the power bar. Um, I was showing someone one and they were like, oh, uh, show me, show me the one that makes me think, uh, makes you think of me. And I showed him Toad from the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he gave me a bloody lip uh, on the bus and I was like, or? with his fists. And I was Toad. like, oh, these jokes, not for everybody. Tony, yeah. when did you actually realize that you're a really fucking talented yeah. audio editor. Uh, the, the, probably a couple weeks ago. So I've no, um, but seriously, I've I have always edited video. I've been into video. I told you I went through my movie phase. Um, when I was like 16, my mom at her job had like a oh boy, this isn't. So my mom used to work at a teacher teacher resource center where all the teachers would go, and they had like construction paper and 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 rulers and stuff and like video editing equipment so at my mom's job they had an old tape to tape video editing thing uh so i learned on that and ever since then that was like the you know i love editing and have been doing it since and so the audio editing to me is just like editing video without a picture <laughs> like it's you know i i do it both exactly yeah. the same you know and try to transition into things and set a mood and all that stuff so yeah it's just kind of one and the same but thank you uh yeah. phil no 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 because uh, i've heard some of the things that you have done and i don't think you give yourself enough credit for it because you have a knack for flow you can't you can't teach timing right, right. they say that in sports all the time you can't teach timing. You can't, especially in comedy, you can't teach timing. You're either born with it or you're not. And some of the things that not. you have pro produced. <laughs> it's a really good joke. Thank you. 
It took me a minute. I'm not gonna lie. It took me a minute. I was like, does he does he know how good that joke is? Charles, hey, hey, you hold the cup right now for the night. Don't lose it in the last fucking three minutes. But Tony, I've listened to your shit and your timing is is dead on. And 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 you pay attention to the small details about. You know, bringing this in and dropping this out and bringing this in and, and 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 shifting, and that doesn't come natural to people. But you have a fucking knack for it, man. I appreciate. I yeah, really, really do appreciate do. that very much. It's called obsessive compulsive <laughs> yeah, uh, disorder. It's with yeah. mental disorders. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's the same thing that made me a good video game tester because. I was obsessed. That's not right. That's not right. Nope. That's not right. Constantly. <laughs> um, and there's a there's a place for it uh, in video game testing and I think in editing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if it's if it's that's not right. It has to be everything has to be lined up perfect. It's got to um, feel but, right. Yeah. Yeah. Else, I, don't, <sighs> I have a but question. Yes. Did so we ever good. hear what Charles is good at? I make people laugh. Yes, yes, because he was in the car yes. with his mom yeah, and making right, him laugh. So. And yeah, thank you. Uh, and I, I, I just have been listening to Phil like y'all are telling us a great everybody for hours. Yeah, that's and what's going on tonight? Right, I you just know, couldn't you know, remember. You know what Charles is good at? It's listening, <laughs> and and finding the story. Ah, oh, there you go. Uh, and well, now I'm gonna tell a story. Uh, so y'all been telling great stories. I mean, honestly, y'all been. I I was like, I don't feel like interjecting at all. I loved hearing your stories. And as I was going through, I remembered Nathan Fillion tells a story about uh, how he got started. And people ask him like, "Well, you, what did you do to learn that?" He's like, his mom. I think his mom did it. It might have been his dad, but I think his mom made him cold read everything, and she would just be hard on him. And he learned to. Do it right because he'd have to do it over and over and and just get so much shit. You had to read it right the first time. And that really led into his auditions as he could go in and he could cold read it and be natural because he'd done that. And then when I heard that story, that was when I realized, oh, not everybody can do that. Because I had that growing up, being pushed in front of the church, doing, oh, you got to go read this Bible verse. And I just had to do it. And I did it. So I actually actively bring that to my kids now. Uh, when they say something that's a little off, I will correct them. And for a while, I was afraid of being too harsh. I was like, no, I want them to shine. And it shined about two years ago. My daughter was tapped to read something uh, in front of a huge audience that she'd never been in front of. It's something for 4-H and whatever. And they tapped a few 4-H people. And the other kids got up there, and they're like regular human beings, but you don't think of that when you can read cold they're like yeah you need to come out and and watch this and do that and then she got up was like bam never had read it they just put it in her hand she just killed it like she'd done it a million times i'm like now nah, you know i'm hard on you because you fucking love the limelight when that happened um so you don't have to brag about your daughter's reading yeah no, she can read man <laughs> danny danny needs to catch up to my 14 year old yeah no, he's so behind i right. do <laughs> i do uh, but that's that's you know you brought up the listening and, and the stories. Yeah, it's, I learned a long time ago. Sometimes you get the most entertainment about get you finding that thing that gets somebody started, and you just sit there and listen. Some people use it for evil and start shit. Right? Oh, I hit your buttons and watch you go fluff. And I used to do that 
A lot. I'd hit buttons and watch what? people fly off the handle. Uh, but the stories you? are much better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and huh. you know, I love that about myself. I love doing that stuff. And you know what else I love? Sleep. Because I don't get enough of it. I'm, like, so sleep deprived. I'm like, what am I going to show the love to? Oh, yeah. Fucking sleep. I'm going to show the love to being able to get in my bed, wind down, relax, and uh, just watch some TikToks. Watch some TikToks. <laughs> woken up to watch TikToks. my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. No, I said, I joke around about calling these names. I'll do it in front of her. I'll joke around because she does. I would never actually do that in real life. And because um, she would kill you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, she always keeps a butterfly knife underneath her pillow, <laughs> underneath his neck. Yeah, like yeah. just right there. Oh, dude. Well, that's, from the pillow to the neck is I how thought I was going to die that night. So she's been having some sinus issues <laughs> oh, or something lately. And so she's snoring. She's fucking, it's like four in the morning. She's snoring. Wakes me up. Charles, I gotta Charles, be yeah. Charles, what? probably don't want to give your wife crap for snoring. No, 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 no I'm not giving her crap. I almost died. No, too story. late. So, All right. I'm just saying. No, let, hey, hey. We're, you tried I, to, uh, you to guide so him. Let me finish the story. And, and, and sometimes it. The most difficult thing to do, Tony, is to walk away. That's right, Tony. You know, you know, you put in the work here, Tony. Uh, you are absolved of guilt. I'm not. I tried. <laughs> um, I will let him finish his story, uh, but also I want to announce we'll be holding auditions next week for a fourth host. I'm not in auditions. It happened. What it is? For, uh, let me goddamn finish the show, motherfuckers! Jesus Christ! So. Uh, here we go. I snore too sometimes. We have sinus issues. It's fucking what? Georgia. And we usually fluff covers, whatever, try to get some, and nothing's working. And here I am thinking I'm just kind of going to poke her a little bit. And according to her, I punched her and I almost got knocked the fuck out because she went from a dead sleep to getting punched. And uh, yeah, I'm lucky to be alive today. So hey, find out why I'm lucky to be alive over at charlesmcfall.com is where you can find Finding the Stories and many other awesome projects I do. Facebook.com slash almost daily pod at almost daily pod. Look, we're on iTunes. Leave us a review. Email us almost daily pod at gmail.com. We absolutely want to hear from you. I have a topic for next week submitted by Brad the Blind. Yeah, he's like, and he asked, and I want to bring it up. He asked, like, hey, do you guys take topics from normal people? I mean, you're not like your guest host. He meant like, not like your guest host. Like, dude, you're. Okay, I, mean, yes, I don't know why you said normal people. disabled people. people. <laughs> None of us are normal, Brad. Uh, but he would say you're not as of guests, right? Because he knows you. Yeah, yeah, guess. that's awesome. So he has he, he so to that point, we absolutely take topic suggestions from everybody. Hit up all the socials, email us. That'd be the easiest way. Almost a daily pod at gmail .com, and yes, fill it up. No, no, no. Just direct them to one place, not all the places. So yeah. we're not yeah, going yeah. all over the place. Send us, a, send us an email. Send us an hey, email. email. And you know, what, you know what I like about email? Sorry to jump in here. Yeah. Is that not everyone wants to put their stuff on socials or they might be shy or like, oh, can you talk about something sensitive? Don't worry about it. If you send us an email, it'll just come to us. Well, we'll talk about we've talked about some dumb stuff here, folks. And so we'll like talk God, about any anything you want us to talk about. To King Kong, like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap it out. I really appreciate everybody being here tonight. Tony, Phil, Mike, you guys rock. I love being it. And I don't know new, who hey, needs Charles, to hear this. Yes. Just remind them that you're filling in for Steph tonight. I am not. Oh yeah, Charles. Uh, don't forget to mention the show. Uh, also, where they can find us. On I'm only filling in for myself tonight as I wrap this up. I appreciate all of you 
Go out there and love somebody. <laughs>